We're in a series, this is our seventh Sunday to do this, about worship. We call this series Wonderful Worship. It's not about our worship being graded as, oh, that was wonderful, but it's about the wonderful one we worship. We worship. He's wonderful. We want him to say, that's wonderful. And he likes joyful noises. He's concerned with the condition of our hearts more than anything. Some of the things we're concerned with is cultural. And God created the cultures, multicultures. They're wonderful, but what's important to him is the condition of our heart. And so we're kind of on the road of returning to the heart of worship, what it is all about. And so each week we look at a different psalm, and today's psalm is Psalm 67, which is a prayer and prophecy. It's a prophetic prayer written centuries, hundreds of years before it was fulfilled and is being fulfilled in our lifetime. Psalm 67 is written to be sang with stringed instruments, any guitar players in the house. This is to be accompanied with that. It begins with, God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. Think about it while the music plays. That's a prayer, but it's also a proclamation. In number six, God told Aaron the way the priest would put his name on his people would be by proclamation. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Sometimes we say, may the Lord. We make it a prayer, but actually it's a proclamation. God be merciful to us and bless us. It's two ways of saying the same thing. And cause his face to shine upon us. Verse 2, here's the result. Here's why we want God's blessing. That your way may be known on earth your salvation among all nations. Hebrew poetry, two ways of saying the same thing. We want God's blessing so that his ways may be known on earth and his salvation may be known among all nations. Can you say everybody? Every ethnicity, every nation. The world is organized right now around 190 countries, 190 nations, yet it is more than 190 nations. The word nation in the Greek is the word ethnos, which implies an ethnic group. The United States is known as one nation under God, but literally we are a nation of nations. Lots of ethnicities in this room. If you don't believe it, have your DNA test run. Uh, Most of us have a little Scandinavian. That comes from those Viking raiders. (laughs) So, as a result of his salvation being known among all the nations, comes this prayer. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. That's more than just the people in this room. It's more than just the people the psalmist was singing this to, wrote this for. This is for everybody, the salvation of the Lord among the nations, so that all the people of the nations can praise the Lord. 
The Hebrew word there for praise, both times, is the word yada. Y-A-D-A-A-H, I think, is our alphabet. It means to extend the hand. The Hebrew word yad means hand. So I remember it when we show awe and reverence towards God by raising our hands, we're yad awing. <laughs> we're, we're showing him respect and honor, giving him thanks. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. So sing for joy, be glad, because God is going to judge or guide or govern the people righteously. And it's happening. The world may look like chaos, but read Romans 1. God is in control. When people reject him, he allows them to become idiots, basically. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Verse 5, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. In Ghana, they sing that verse. It may have come from America, but we learned it while in Liberia when my dad made a mission trip to Ghana, came home and brought us some of their songs. Wonderful music. It goes like this, let the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise thy name forever and evermore. Let the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise thy name forever and evermore. Halle, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Here's the result of that. All the people praising him. Verse 6. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. The word then is in italics, means the translators added it. It's literally a proclamation. The earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. So this is beyond just our own prosperity. This is connected to the nation. Finding salvation. This is connected to the harvest that Jesus spoke about. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And finally, verse 7, God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So why does God bless us? So that we can support missions. Why do we support missions? Because God has blessed us. Not so that God will bless us. He blesses us. And out of his blessing comes praises. And out of his praises comes a proclamation of truth to all generations and all nations. Can I get an amen? Let's pray. Father, I pray that this word would come alive to every person in this room that they would see, hear, and understand their part to play in what you're doing in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Twenty centuries ago, Jesus gave the great commission, not the great suggestion, not the great acquiescence, please, y'all, do this, but it's a command, it's a commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Now, 
The obedience to that begins with worship, begins with honoring God, begins with relationship with Him. So if you find yourself far from having anything to do with world missions, return to the heart of worship. And as you worship Him like a fountain, cannot help but overflow, you will begin to overflow and see yourself involved in what God's doing in the earth. So today I'd like to speak on the subject that wonderful worship is an international reality. Can you say the word global? global. Talking about all the people. Now there's a counterfeit globalism out there involving politics and all that. This isn't about that. This is about the nations giving glory to God because he is ruling in their hearts. Worship is an international reality. Global praise and worship has been predicted. You probably have read the Psalms for a long time. Maybe you're new at it and your eyes just kind of read stuff and don't realize that at the time it was written, what you're reading was not a reality yet. Psalm 22, verse 27, All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. So this is a prophetic declaration in Psalm 22, not yet fulfilled till centuries later when Jesus came. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now when we read this, we know that creation gives glory to God, right? His handiwork shows the design, the beauty of design, shows that there's a beautiful designer. But this is about people exalting God. And at the time this was written, all the nations were not giving him glory. There was one nation, the children of Abraham, that were beginning to walk in the ways that God had laid down for them to form them as a nation, giving him praise. But they were called ultimately to be a light to other nations. Now many times people that don't want to be expressive in church, this becomes their favorite verse. Be still and know that I am God. Yet when things go wrong, suddenly they get real expressive. You know, your teenager wrecks your car. What were you doing? What were you thinking? How long have you been a clown? You know, real expressive when I think what this is implying is because ultimately God is going to be exalted in the earth, we can be still when everything around us is shaking. It's ironic to use this as a verse for not being expressive in your praise when it says, be still and know that I am God, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. People are going to be expressive in their worship of me. Did we see some Canadians halaling before their team, right? They were exalting the raptors, right? That's what exalting is. But God's will is that it's about more than just a ball going through a hoop more times than some other team. But he scored the ultimate touchdown when he paid the price for our sins and is risen from the dead. Global praise and worship has been predicted. Yes, we've said that. 
Psalm 66, 4, all the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They, see it's talking about people, shall sing praises to your name. Can you say prophetic? It's a prophetic declaration. Psalm 72, 17 says, all nations shall call him blessed. Psalm 86, 9, all nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. And there are people in every nation and every tribe and every language giving God praise, which is a fulfillment of prophecy. Every tongue will declare that he is Lord. That's every language. But one day, every knee, that's every person, both of their knees will bow before him. We don't want to wait till that day to bow before him. Amen? Wonderful worship is an international reality. Our international praise has been commanded. It's prophesied, and it is part of our lifestyle dictated to us, commanded to us. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Can we do that? Shout to God with a voice of triumph. Can you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah! Yes! Yes! This is God's will for us. Psalm 66, 1. Make a joyful shout to God all the earth. Can we shout? Hallelujah! Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Make the person next to you hear you praise the Lord. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Yes. Now, this isn't just to be... Our, our culture currently would have us keep our religion in our little church buildings. This is to be in the marketplace. Our praise, our honor of God is to influence not just our songs, but our lifestyle. Can I get an amen? amen. Worship the Lord in His holy splendor, Psalm 96.9. Let all the earth tremble before him. Tell all the nations, the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Can you shout out, the Lord reigns? The Lord reigns. Let's do it again. The Lord reigns. Amen. Psalm 117. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. It was predicted and it's commanded. So a prediction of obedience to this command is being fulfilled in our lifetime. Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise ye the Lord. Years ago, 1984, Yvette and I were members of a church in Richardson, Texas, that is now located on Abrams Drive. It's called Christian World. It wasn't called that at that time. And it is across the corner from a mosque. And they declare the glories of God there every week. And the pastor, at the time we were there, was an Arab. An Arab Englishman, a good-looking guy. From Israel, in fact. And during the conflict there in the 50s, he fled, came to America, married an American, became a pastor. And his, he befriended the mullahs and continued to be an influence until he died. The church sang this song, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. 
praise him, all ye people, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's one of those songs, just like some we sang today, you don't want them to stop. Thirdly, believers' worship can be very evangelistic. While we are commanded to praise the Lord, we're commanded to do it out everywhere throughout our life. Tell the nations that the Lord reigns. Psalm 57, 9, I will praise you, Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations. Now, Israel for centuries had this verse and weren't doing it. When they were carried away into Babylon, the Babylonians had to ask them, could you please sing some songs of Zion? Because they had hung their proverbial harps on the willow trees. And the unbelievers wanted to hear the songs of Zion. This verse is echoed in Psalm 108.3. Psalm 96.3. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. So this is preaching and praising. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Can we say it? So wonderful worship is an international reality. Just a quick review of our text. Psalm 67.1 says, God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. So God blesses us so we can be a blessing. You got it? He blesses us so that we can, we, we do what the old school people used to say, the old timers, when it was time for Thanksgiving meal, you know, they pray those long prayers. They would say, okay, who wants to return thanks? And as a kid, I didn't understand. Return thanks, why not give thanks? Well, returning thanks is God has blessed you, and then in return, you bless him and give him thanks. Verse 3, may the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. Verse 5, may the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. This is happening in our day and has been happening for, for the last 2,000 years since Jesus arose from the dead. The nations are hearing his praises and they're finding salvation and they're joining in in their cultural expressions of honor to the Lord. How many's ever been out of the country? Maybe on a holiday you went somewhere? I challenge you, if you do that again, and it's a Sunday morning, leave the resort and go to church somewhere. Well, I don't understand the language. That's fine. 
You will be amazed at the spiritual experience you have when you don't know a word going on. When you see, it'll build your faith. When you see people maybe in poverty who are rich in faith, who love God with all their heart, when you get to meet them and, and know them, it's just amazing. And there's a lot of countries that have bilingual churches anyway. English being, being the universal language of the world, do it. Go for it. I visited two churches in Cozumel. One had more, more motor scooters than I knew were on the island in their parking lot on a Wednesday night. My goodness. Just giving God glory. Levantamos y aplaudid. Contemos amos al Señor. Pardon my accent. I'm telling you, you're missing out on a blessing. Uh, I've compiled a four-minute video where we go to four different nations via video crammed into four minutes. So you get to observe worship, congregational worship, not worship concerts or very westernized stuff. There are a couple westernized things in here. But primitive worship, little congregations and big ones. It's awesome. Watch this.
pray. Father, we thank You for shining Your face on us and being gracious to us. Lifting up Your countenance upon us and blessing us and keeping us and giving us Your peace. Thank You, Lord, for the honor of returning thanks to the great one that You are. Greater than our lack, greater than our need, greater than our problems. And Lord, we thank You for what you're doing in the earth. Lord, this is a good thing. This is a beautiful thing. Lord, empower us as a church to be more mission-minded than ever. But Lord, let it flow out of a heart of worship and honor to you. Return us to our roots where we've gotten away from your purpose for us as humans. And take us forward, Lord, to proclaim your praises to the nation. In Jesus' name, we give you honor and praise and glory. Amen. Maker of the day and the night, holder of the sun in the sky, you command the waters and the wind. There's not one thing you are not greater than. You're greater than the mountain that's in front of me. You are greater. You're so much greater. Greater than the power of the enemy. You are greater, you're so much greater. During the first uh, worship set, God gave me a word for a number of you in this body. I'm just gonna read this passage from you. We're gonna we're gonna worship into this word after we get done with what we're gonna do here. Uh, Jesus speaking to his disciples, he says, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. And then he goes on and he lists some things that we need. And then he says, Your father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So the word that God gave me this morning is very specific, and I want to have those that I'm speaking to respond to this, because it's really important, I believe, for you to respond physically to what we're going to do here. But God is talking to those, i got to tell you that really in particular, trying to be misogynistic or anything, but this is for men. God is speaking to the men in this body that are either unemployed or underemployed or you're in a situation at work where you are, have doubt about even the continuation of your employment. You're worried about it. You're worried about it. 
So if that is you, what I'd like for you to do is to come down here. I'm not going to ask you to do anything other than just to come down here. I want to pray over the situation very quickly, and then we're going to worship God. We're going to worship God. So just come down here. If you're in that situation where you're either unemployed or underemployed, or you're just worried about what is God doing in your career, I know that there's a lot of you that are in that situation. Let's just lift that up to God very quickly. Here's the thing. It, Jesus is ministering in Judea, and he's ministering to the crowds, and, and, and people bring their children to present them to Jesus, and some of the disciples are hindering the children from coming forward. And Jesus said, no, don't do that. Let them come up here, because this is how the kingdom of God is. So just by stepping out here, stepping down here, I really believe you're presenting yourself as a child. You're presenting your childlike heart to our God, who is a good God. Most high, He hears your need. I want to pray over you men that are here very quickly. And then after we get done praying, I want you guys to stand here still. And we're going to worship God and tell Him about how great He is. How about that? How about that? Well, Father, I just thank you for these men that have uh, presented themselves in a childlike fashion to you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that in every case, you know their needs, you know their concerns, but you're so much greater than anything that they've been concerned about. I thank you, Lord God, that from this point, this childlike faith, this childlike step that they made, Father God, that you're going to hear it, that you're going to Bring them a good thing, Father God, in regards to employment or their job situation, Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for the testimonies that will come out of this action. And we just give you praise and honor and glory because we know that you know what we need. In Jesus' name, bless these men mightily. Hear their cries. Now we're going to tell you how great you are because you are worthy of our praises. Amen.